And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Streaming live on iHeartRadio. You can listen on demand anytime on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. And shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. There's a voicemail where you can leave your questions or comments that we can use on the broadcast at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, greetings, Mojo Five O listeners from sunny South Florida that's just a little bit um, overcast and windy with uh, squalls coming in here on the Treasure Coast. But it appears that we are going to be spared the uh, the very worst of hurricane dorian at last track it was uh, 80 miles off of the treasure coast down in martin county headed north just crawling at a a rate of uh, two to three miles an hour and it has been downgraded to a category three hurricane which uh, has winds up around 120 miles an hour um, and the affected area uh, goes out about a, a hundred and sixty miles from the eye of the hurricane. So where we're at on the Treasure Coast, about eighty miles uh, west of the eye, we're now experiencing uh, tropical storm winds, anywhere from thirty to forty-five miles an hour, with gusts uh, going up to fifty-five and sixty miles an hour, and uh, in intermittent squalls of rain, punctuated by. Uh, periods of uh, bright sunshine. Now, out on the barrier islands, Hutchinson Island is the uh, the island just uh, on the Treasure Coast. Uh, they're going, they have been evacuated because they're expecting uh, storm surges of uh, seven to eight feet. That will, in fact, uh, bring the water up um, to the doorsteps of some homes that are built on the on the beach but certainly nothing uh, like what they expected previously with uh, uh, as much as 20-foot swells. So we're very grateful to God and Mother Nature for sparing us uh, the worst effects of this storm. i gotta ex- I got to say, though, that um, the emergency preparedness down here has really hit its stride and become uh, a, a very well-oiled operation. They had pre positioned um, power uh, power crew lines to restore power. They had made sure that there were extra shipments of oil from the refinery ports on the western uh, Gulf Coast of Florida. And, uh, and even the, uh, the grocery stores have, uh, have really um, upped their game and, and uh, learned to deal with these. So, um, you know, we... We uh, did the old saying, we prepared for the worst and hoped for the best, and our prayers were realized. I can't say the same, sadly, for the Bahamas, who have absolutely been hammered, hammered with catastrophic conditions from this storm that just set over Abaco Island and Grand Bahama for 
the better part of two days with huge 18-foot storm surges and constant downpours and uh, hurricane-force winds above 150 miles an hour. And those poor people, uh, right now, the death toll they are announcing is five, but that uh, that death toll will climb dramatically as the rescue crews are able to get in there and uh, and locate people that have have drowned in these um, these storm surges. If you're familiar with the Bahamas, Grand Bahama, uh, where Freeport is located, is, is really just uh, sort of a glorified sandbar. It's got uh, it's got the highest elevation is 40 feet, but that is um, on the the leeward side of the island, not the uh, the part of the island that got hit. Now the uh, the part of the island that got hit is just a few feet above sea level, probably six or seven feet above sea level. It really is not the ideal place to uh, have set up uh, populations, but nonetheless, those people were absolutely inundated and. And I expect as uh, this develops, we're going to find out that the loss of life was really uh, devastating. So, and, and you got to realize that uh, the Bahamas are not, they don't enjoy the same protections like uh, the Virgin Islands did or Puerto Rico did. They're not U.S. territories. The Bahamas is an independent nation uh, with its own sovereignty, and they are not going to be able to make claims on American taxpayer-funded uh, disaster relief. They're going to have to rely entirely on uh, on charitable uh, donations. They're not going to be able to uh, leave their island and and uh, have a right uh, to come, uh, you know, to the United States or, as far as I know, any other nation uh, because uh, they are an independent island. So they're going to have to rely heavily on the goodwill of uh, of people and the charitable organizations. It's going to be interesting to see as this develops whether or not the, um, the privately organized and funded disaster relief uh, will be more effective than the, uh, the billions and billions of dollars that uh, the federal government poured into the U.S. Virgin Islands and uh, Puerto Rico. I can speak with a little experience because during Hurricane Katrina, I deployed with a group of firefighters organized by the International Association of Firefighters. Our fire union represents about 85% of all the paid firefighters in this country. Um, And I was working for Atlanta Fire Rescue at the time. I organized, uh, along with uh, Atlanta Fire Rescue, a relief effort to get down there and help rescue and bring... uh, bring needed emergency relief uh, to the people in uh, southern Louisiana and on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And this was back when old Brownie was in charge of FEMA. He was the um, political appointee of George W. Bush, had, as far as I know, no emergency management experience. He was strictly appointed as a political favor, made an absolute mess of the Katrina hurricane response. And I remember um, I had uh, organized some uh, fire trucks and other uh, vehicles and uh, a cruise to go down to Katrina and right in the aftermath of Hurricane 
at, right in the aftermath of the hurricane, and we had uh, even uh, convinced the Georgia Air National Guard to give us a lift down there with all of our equipment and personnel. And we set ready uh, to, to deploy for days waiting to get a, a FEMA authorization number because uh, it was so bound up in red tape and bureaucracy that uh, they didn't want to, um, you know, to, uh, to move as quickly as the circumstances warranted. We, we ultimately got tired of waiting and went ahead and deployed, self-deployed, although we were being uh, told not to. And uh, we just organized with the International Association of Firefighters and set up an emergency response center in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Originally, we were operating out of the Carpenters Union um, there in Baton Rouge, and uh, we had, um, I don't want to say commandeered, but we had uh, obtained a, a tug to take us up and down the Mississippi River we found out that uh, by the time we got there, that most of the relief efforts in New Orleans and uh, in Orleans par- Parish, Orleans Parish, was uh, underway, and that uh, what was mostly needed was uh, down in uh, Saint Bernard's Parish, below New Orleans, and uh, and we took the tug down there, and found out that uh, FEMA had had not even been on the ground there yet, forty eight hours after Katrina. And the first emergency workers we ran into down there were actually from the Royal Canadian Mounted Canadian Mounted Police. The Mounties had beat our own federal government down to uh, Saint Bernard Parish when we landed on the docks there in Chalmette, uh, which the docks in Chalmette are actually um, the the whole parish is below sea level, and the docks are built up so that uh, when you come down the river, you uh, you can um, you know, uh, a dock and, uh, scores, if not hundreds of people were, uh, sheltered on the docks in Chalmette and we started evacuating them and taking them back up to, uh, Baton Rouge and, uh, and bringing supplies and, uh, and other emergency relief to the, uh, to the workers in, uh, in St. Bernard's parish who had been, working around the clock at that point for well over 48 hours and was were in desperate need of relief. We actually had to just uh, strip the, uh, the, the nasty uh, emergency uh, clothes off of those guys, hose them down, and, and, uh, and, and then uh, bring them back up because of all of the toxic uh, chemicals that were in the water in St. Bernard Parish, which is a major refinery and chemical processing area. Oh, but uh, since Hurricane Katrina uh, and they brought in uh, Fugate to handle FEMA and and passed it on, put it back in the hands of professionals, FEMA's operation has has really improved. But it is going to be interesting to see if the privately uh, funded and operated relief effort there in uh, in the Bahamas is going to, to be effective. I think that it will. Already uh, down in uh, Miami-Dade County, the firefighters there are starting to collect disaster relief at each uh, Miami-Dade fire station, uh, getting ready to deploy it over, uh, you know, the 90 miles or so. I guess it's I guess it's more like 125 miles uh, 
over to Freeport. So if you are in South uh, Florida and you're looking to um, to give a helping hand to our friends and neighbors in the Bahamas, you can uh, you can take that uh, by f- uh, water, canned goods, clothing, and other items to any Miami Dade fire station, and they'll see that it gets to the right place. Also, if you're uh, if you're not in that area and you just want to uh, donate money, which ultimately is the best. Uh, donation you can contact uh, the red cross society of the bahamas they actually have their own um uh, chapter bahamas red cross society uh they're requesting help and you can make a donation online or volunteer your time let's see if i can get you a uh a url here bahamasredcross.org that's BahamasRedCross.org. I know that uh, those people would certainly be very grateful for anything that you could find in your heart to do. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to catch up with a little bit of the latest news that has been uh, been pushed off of the headlines while we've been dealing with this storm. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Does your current bathroom need to be updated immediately? Introducing One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling. The complete and hassle-free way to get the new bathroom of your dreams in as little as one day. And for as little as $1.99 a month. Yes, the experts at One Day Bath and Shower Remodeling will come to you anywhere in the country and show you all the customized options. Now you can have a brand new bathroom in as little as one day. Large or small bathrooms, if you want a new bathtub or shower installed, we can do it in as little as one day. And if you call right now, you can save $750 off your remodel. We make it easy by offering you financing as low as $199 per month. Call now to schedule your free in-home consultation. 800-693-3152. 800-693-3152. That's 800-693-3152. So as I say, we expect that the uh, death toll in the Bahamas will climb as people are able to get in there. And uh, and a lot of these people are going to be located in their attics where they fled as the uh, the waters continued to rise. Uh, and many of these homes were just absolutely covered up with the storm surge and uh, and flooding there. So I say that to uh, to let you know, if you uh, do have a home that's in a flood zone or in a coastal area where you're subject to these catastrophic storm surges, you need to, uh, right now, while it's fresh in your mind, go to Home Depot and get yourself a uh, um, a good, strong hatchet with uh and put a good edge on it and just put it up in your attic because what happens it happened during katrina and it's going to be uh revealed to have happened down to the bahamas is people flee up into their attic and then the the waters continue to rise and drown them in the attic because they're unable to escape they don't have any implement or up there to cut their way out of the attic and uh a lot of uh, these attics will have a, a dormer and a, a roof vent on one end of a gable 
before the water continues uh, up there, you need to go ahead and uh, take a hammer or take a, a, a hatchet or something and just go ahead and bust out that roof vent and be prepared to climb out there on the roof. Uh, if you can actually, you know, have some sort of ba- battery-powered saw uh, that you can take up there with you, uh, that would be even better uh, that you can just cut through the roof decking and the uh, and the shingles. But be prepared to get out of that attic. Uh, scores and scores of people drowned in New Orleans in their attics where they had fled the high water. On a lighter note, I'm a little bit concerned about the the news people down here in Florida who have been um, on the story now for four days, just over and over and over again. I'm, I'm pretty impressed by their stamina and their ability to talk about uh, things endlessly, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to see signs of fraying. Uh, the, these people uh, have really worked themselves into quite a frenzy. And now that it appears that uh, we're going to be spared the worst of this hurricane, um, it, it appears that uh, you know they're they're getting sort of at their wits' end. They've they've deployed these these huge crews up and down the coast here to give live you know uh, shots where they're trying their best to to make um, you know this into a dramatic news event, uh, and it just has not panned out for them. I, I saw one. A uh, guy who had actually uh, walked down a boat ramp, um, knee deep in water, uh, to try to you know give some drama to his on the scene report. And there was another one that was uh, this guy was talking about, you know the uh, the flood waters that were uh, that were expected, and he was standing in a drainage ditch, <laughs> trying to trying to uh, to pump up the coverage. But these people are, are, are due. A good long rest, and uh, and hopefully the rest of us can uh, get, can get can get back to normal as well. Well, uh, let's uh, let's catch up with the Democrats' presidential uh, nomination process. I think they're about eight days now from this, seven days now from the the next Democrat debate where they'll have ten candidates on the stage, and this will be the first time where. Uh, Biden will be on the same stage with uh, with Warren and Sanders, who have, in some polls at least, uh, tied him, closed his uh, his lead entirely, and tied him in the in the polls. And this is going to be a real test of whether or not Biden has got the mental acuity to uh, to argue back against. Uh, Lizzie Sanders and and old Joe Biden when they come directly at him with their Marxist socialist prescriptions. All indications are that uh, Biden, when, you know, push comes to shove, he just adopts whatever argument uh, that the person attacking him makes. And uh, and that has been most clearly evident uh, lately when he has basically adopted the same gun seizure arguments that used to be made by uh, Eric Swalwell, it didn't work for him. He never climbed above one percent of the polls. Those uh, those same arguments have been sort of dusted off and adopted by the rest of the Democrat field, most especially Beto O'Rourke, who um, has become 
uh, uh, quite obscene. He recently appeared on CNN, and he couldn't stop himself from using the F-bomb right there on their air. No other country comes close. So, yes, this is f***ed up. And if we don't call it out for what it is. Now, he had been running around using that that term, and he's, in fact, printed T-shirts saying that so that he can capitalize on this as a fundraising opportunity. But um, they, they set his piece up with this, uh, this clip where he was dropping the F-bomb left and right. Of course, they bleeped it out. But as soon as they went live on air to him, he went ahead and dropped the F-bomb again, and it went out on their air. So, you know, we've got a generation of politicians coming up that can't, uh, you know, you, you wonder if they can control or manage our economy. They can't even manage their own mouths. But as I say, uh, Biden has sort of uh, been co-opted into this gun-grabbing culture that is, uh, you know, he used to uh, be someone who supported Second Amendment rights. He's thrown that away as, long, as well as most of his other positions. And now he uh, he wants to seize the AK-47s, the AR-15s, and anything, he says, that have magazines with multiple bullets. Here it is. Action. What do you say to Americans who are just frustrated, who don't believe this political process is actually going to be able to do anything? Well, it has to do something. Look, it's about time the president of the United States in denial on two really critical things. And both, they both came to a head this weekend. One is climate change. It is an existential threat. This guy can no longer deny the science. I mean, if we could call, well, if there were a parliamentary system, we'd call for elections tomorrow, not because we're in good or bad shape, but because we can't wait another 18 months to, for something to happen in terms of climate. What's he need? Does he need, you know, Gabriel to come down and say, hey, this is a real problem? I mean, it's gigantic what's happening. The largest storm in the land, anyway. And the second one is, is on the dealing with off the fire. Well, I kind of got off the topic there. He, uh, he started out on the whole climate change hysteria. He says, how long can we deny the science? Well, the science is in. The National Oceanographic, NOAA, National Oceanographic, o- Ocean- I can't even say the word, National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, says that these hurricanes are not worse, they are not more frequent, and there's no indication that they're being caused by global warming, which, oh, by the way, it doesn't uh, doesn't exist either. Uh, there have been a warming of the oceans um, a, a couple of degrees, and they're claiming that that's making these hurricanes worse. But the truth of the matter is uh, there have been uh, more extensive periods of high hurricane activity. I think it was uh, from 1932 to 1939 before all of this hysteria started. And there will be worse again in the future um they're using this as i said you know just to uh to to make you have to rely on them for the solution and uh and of course joe biden goes on in this same clip and i'll get to it next to say we've got to uh take weapons away from people now i'm perfectly happy that joe biden has joined joined in with the gun grabbers and the democrat party because it will most certainly assure that the Democrats will lose in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Ohio and other places where uh, where people appreciate their Second Amendment rights and know what they're for. But here's the rest of this clip. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. On the very day 
you see a mass shooting. I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours. They got up to five killed. Um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. And it's all about special interests. And it has to stop. It has to stop. The idea that we don't have elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can have whole multiple bullets in them, it's absolutely mindless. It is no violation of the Second Amendment. It is uh, it's just a, a bow to the special interest of the gun manufacturers in the NRA. How is it not a violation of the Second Amendment, as Joe Biden says? You're not allowed to have guns with multiple bullets any longer. Well, how are you going to protect yourself from a tyrannical uh, government uh, with guns with one shot. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back on right now. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive-through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from America First Perspective. So as we went out to a break, we were, uh, we were talking about Joe Biden, who has become a gun grabber. He has joined the, the uh, trail that was blazed by Eric Swalwell, who never polled more than 1%. And who dropped out of the race, and um, and now all of the uh, Democrat field have taken up the cause of uh, anti Second Amendment rhetoric, and Joe Biden is thrown in with them. There is no position that he's taken in the past that he um, that he has not uh, thrown over to the far left um, New Democrats. And as we went out, we were playing a clip where he was saying, "We've got to ban these." weapons with uh, multiple bullets in the clip and that uh, that is in no way a violation of the second amendment and you know i've got to take this opportunity to say once again the second amendment was not about gun uh, uh, hunting rights it was not about personal protection the second amendment was put in there for one thing and that is so that the people could protect themselves from an uh, overarching tyrannical government and the very least you need in order to do that, to have a fighting chance against the government, is a semi-automatic rifle. 
Um, you could probably make an argument that you don't need clips of 100 rounds, but uh, you certainly need uh, military-style clips in order to be able to uh, try to defend yourself against the kind of uh, government tyranny that we've witnessed in Venezuela and that we're witnessing right now in Hong Kong. And the ironic thing about all of this is that uh, the tyranny that the founders put the Second Amendment in there so that we could protect ourselves from is the very tyranny that is being displayed by these um, these Democrat candidates who are not staying faithful to the Constitution. I know for a fact that Joe Biden and many of these other Democrat politicians have taken oaths to uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And every time they go out and start talking about confiscating semi-automatic rifles from the American people, law-abiding American people, they are, in fact, violating that oath of office. And if they really wanted, uh, if they really didn't believe that people ought to to have personal possession of firearms, then uh, they they should take uh, the the mechanisms that were provided by the founders to change the Constitution, but they're not doing that. They're just trying to pretend that the Second Amendment is is about hunting rights. And you've got uh, these radicals uh, that are appearing on on the cable shows, uh, Susan Del Percio. Sorry about that. Uh, She claims to be a conservative, but she's all over MSNBC. And what she's saying we ought to do is go directly after the NRA board members. I think at this point, it's up to the the advocates on gun safety to really start playing tough, dirty pool with the NRA and start going after their board members. Tough, dirty pool and start going after their board members. Now, what is she talking about there? She's talking about tyranny. She's talking about attacking people who, um, you know, believe in the Constitution. And all of this, of course, you know, has been prompted by this lading, the latest uh, shooting there in Odessa uh, in Midland, Texas. And it turns out that once again, uh, law enforcement failed to recognize uh, uh, an imminent danger because uh, the the neighbor of this shooter, and I'm not going to say his name, called uh, the police saying that this guy was uh, menacing her and threatening her with a rifle. Now, if the police had responded like they were supposed to, they would have known that this guy was in possession of firearms when he was a convicted criminal and was unable to back, uh, pass background checks in order to purchase them, and they would have been able to prevent this. I'm going to play you a clip here. This is actually from CNN where they're talking about um, that, you know, in fact, there was every opportunity to stop this shooter beforehand. A neighbor tells CNN that last month he threatened her with a rifle after she put trash in a nearby dumpster. She says that he would often shoot into his backyard from a structure on top of his house and then go and retrieve dead animals. She also tells us that she called the police after that incident last month, but claims they never showed up because the property's location doesn't show up on GPS. So if you've got a guy uh, firing off a weapon from the from the roof of his house, threatening his neighbors uh, you know, with firearms, and you're a law enforcement organization, you better 
take uh, that sort of call seriously because uh, that might be, in fact, a crazy person. This has been the case again and again where uh, where local and federal law enforcement have failed to uh, to enforce the laws that are already on the books. And, of course, the typical politician's response to that is we need to pass more laws. And Joe Biden is saying, uh, you know, it's past time we started, uh, we stopped trying to compromise with Republicans on this issue. We need to just jam gun control through. Remember what I said, I'll work with Mitch McConnell where we can agree. But on this one, he's not going to agree because he is where the president is. And so we just have to beat them, flat out beat them. The polling data has never been more stark. I saw a poll, I don't know which one is accurate or not, but uh, on the national news saying over, it was, I think over close to 90% of the American people thought something rational has to happen with regard to weapons, guns. And look, I want to say it again. This is not any in any way a violation of the Second Amendment. How can you say confiscating people we- people's weapons is not a violation of the Second Amendment? But, you know, Joe Biden is not a big big on details these days. The Second Amendment doesn't say you can own any weapon. It never said that. If you're able to do that, why can't you have the money go out and buy an F-15? Why can't you buy a bazooka? You can't. It's irrational. And having assault weapons on the street and multiple magazines carrying multiple bullets is irrational. There is no need for it, and your Second Amendment rights are in no way violated. You know, saying it so doesn't make it so. And uh, as I say, the Second Amendment was put in there so that the people's militia could protect themselves from invasion or from a, uh, a, a government that had lost faith with the Constitution of the United States, which these Democrats certainly have done. And Biden, in that clip, cites polls. Well, we've taken a poll, and people want to do this. First first of all, I don't believe that that's the case. Uh, there are far too many people who, who believe that uh, they should confiscate people's weapons, but I don't believe it approaches anything like 90%, and I wouldn't give a darn if it was 100%. The protections that are claimed uh, or that are uh, guaranteed and protected in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights aren't up for a vote. Well, I guess they are up for a vote in that if you want to change them, you can go through the the constitutionally mandated process to do that. But uh, you notice that the Democrats aren't doing that. They're just making the false claim that the Second Amendment doesn't protect individual uh, gun rights. And they're not going to stop at semi-automatic rifles. The truth of the matter is, of the 17, no, it was 15 or 17,000 murders in the United States in 2019, less than 375 of them were committed by rifles of any kind, much less semi-automatic rifles. It is a small, small, tiny part of the gun violence in this country. Even mass shootings are not mostly committed uh, with rifles. They're mostly committed with handguns, and they take place in these Democrat-controlled inner cities that have strict gun laws in defiance of the Second Amendment. And yet, they don't work there, but they want to take away uh, the rest of us law-abiding citizens' rights to keep and bear arms. 
So while we're on the topic of uh, Joe Biden, uh, he responded uh, yesterday to this uh, this most recent dust up where he told the story of pinning a, a silver star on a reluctant warrior in the a war zone in Afghanistan. And uh, in, in the space of about a two-minute story, he got no fewer than seven of the details of this story, and that's what it was, it was a story, wrong. He put himself at the center of this. He hyped it. He, he got nearly every detail in this wrong. And, um, and everybody, you know, all the Democrats response, oh, that's just Joe Biden being Joe Biden. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, he meant well. And so, so now Joe is out defending himself. He's saying that the details are irrelevant. Oh, but the details are irrelevant in terms of decision-making. If, in fact, I forget that it was Rodriguez of all the times. I've been in and out of Afghanistan and Iraq and Bosnia and Kosovo as much as anybody except maybe my deceased friend John McCain and maybe Lindsey Graham. And so the fact that I would forget that it was Rodriguez who was pinning, I believe this is the case, pinning a bronze star on a young man. Well, actually, you claimed it was a silver star, and you claimed that you were the one pinning it on, the U.S. Navy sailor that was, in fact, a U.S. Army soldier. And it didn't happen where you said it was in a war zone. It happened at a forward, I mean, at a... um, uh, a command center behind the forward operating base. All of these, you know, embellishments were designed to make it more dramatic. And uh, and really, uh, details are important when when you've got an executive making decisions. You can you can uh, stand you know a, a little bit of um, hyperbole, but you can't stand someone that uh, gets each and every fact of a two minute story wrong. And, you know, it's obvious to anybody who who wants to speak plainly, Joe Biden um, never was one that uh, dealt in facts and reality. He has always been somebody who sort of like that, uh, that old Saturday Night Live character. Yeah, that's the ticket. Uh, you know, he just says whatever he thinks serves his purposes better. He's doing that on guns now. He used to be a supporter of Second Amendment rights. Now he thinks that the politically expedient position to take is that we have to confiscate everybody's semi-automatic rifles. And as I said, this is not going to stop with uh, semi-automatic rifles. It's going to go to all of the rest, rest of the firearms. If you believe that the uh, gun grabbers are going to stop, you need to uh, pay attention to what they're doing with respect to Walmart. They're trying to force Walmart through boycotts to stop selling guns of any kind. Now, Walmart doesn't sell AR-15s or large-capacity semi-automatic rifles. They sell mostly hunting or or even pistols. They sell hunting rifles. And they want to force Walmart to stop selling guns of any kind. And as I said in the first half hour, good luck with that. If you think this is going to work for you. Because you're going to lose Pennsylvania, you're going to lose Michigan, you're definitely going to lose Texas and Georgia and all the other uh, states that you had designs on because people uh, recognize that the true uh, reason for the Second Amendment is to protect yourself from exactly this kind of violations to the Constitution. 
Stick with us. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about um, Focahontas's late, latest um, efforts to try to get you to vote for her right after these messages. Mojo. Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596. Mojo. You remember back uh, when Barack Obama made that famous uh, statement, uh, you didn't build that. This was in the 2008 campaign, I believe it was, when he was pushing back against the Tea Party movement. And he was saying, you know, these uh, people who had started and uh, built successful companies uh, owed it to the rest of us to share uh, the, the wealth that they've created, ignoring entirely the fact that they are sharing that wealth through the jobs uh, and taxes they pay, but which are even higher than uh, what individuals, most individuals pay. He pointed his finger at those successful businessmen and said, you didn't create that. We created that because we built roads and bridges and, uh, and, and provided the, the courts and everything that you needed. Well, there's some truth to that, but they're paying their fair share of that. And, uh, the contribution that everybody makes towards that is for the common good so that enterprising businesses can rise up, create jobs and opportunity so that a productive member of society will be able to participate in it. Well, now old uh, Focahontas Elizabeth Warren herself has adopted this same argument. I think I've heard uh, uh, Bernie Sanders make a version of this argument as well. And this is this Marxist impulse that these Democrats have to have that uh, don't understand that, uh, yes, there is a place for government uh, creating roads, uh, providing for common defense and public safety. But just because we do that as a, uh, as a group doesn't mean that we then have a common claim on everybody else's, um, uh, the, the products of their, uh, enterprise. But here's this clip, and we'll talk about it uh, as it goes. I'm not proposing a wealth tax because I'm cranky. So let's talk about this wealth tax uh, before she gets started there. She wants, to, uh, she wants to actually go in and not rely solely on the, the uh, income tax any longer to, to hammer businesses because they've got you know, huge accumulated wealth that they've paid a portion of in, in the form of income taxes and capital gains taxes. 
but she wants to basically go in every year, and Bernie Sanders wants to do this as well, count up the value of all of their uh, assets, including unrealized assets in stock market, and, and just send them a bill for 2% of all of that. And it won't stop at 2%, of course. That'll be the camel's nose in the tent. She wants to confiscate, at this point, 2% of their their uh, wealth every year. Now, once again, this is ignoring the Constitution entirely. There was a constitutional amendment that authorized an income tax. There has never been a, a constitutional amendment And there's no place in the Constitution that allows for you to confiscate people's property. As a matter of fact, life, liberty, and uh, property are the very bedrocks of a free people that the Constitution was designed to protect. But she claims that because, you know, we, we, uh, we have a government to provide for certain common, uh, good, that it gives her the right to go in and and confiscate people's wealth. I'm not proposing a wealth tax because I'm cranky. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, some of these guys say, oh, I, I worked hard. I had a great idea. I worked late. Oh, yeah, unlike anybody else. Um, but I worked late uh, or inherited well. Uh, and... And so this is mine. And the answer is, yeah, you did. Good for you. You did have a great idea, and you did work hard. No one's angry about that, but here's the deal. She kind of seems angry about it. Sounds angry to me. You built a great fortune here in America. I guarantee you built it at least in part using workers all of us help pay to educate. Yeah. You built it at least in part, getting your goods to market on roads and bridges. All of us help pay to build. Yep. You built it at least in part, protected by police and firefighters. All of us help pay their salaries. And we're glad to do it. These are the investments we make as Americans. This is the Marxist impulse. Uh, It is built on envy. It is built on uh, not the recognition and appreciation of the opportunity that a a society can provide, but on an entitlement um, impulse that says, if you've got something, then you owe a portion of that to me. And she's she's trying to, you know, get her nose in the tent with this 2% who, who could object to that these people have these huge fortunes she only wants two percent well it's not going to stop there it'll keep increasing to the point where you've sapped people's initiative to try to uh, you know build something for themselves and and you've uh, given every incentive for larger and larger percentage of people to sit back and uh, demand that the government provide them ever expanding amounts of free stuff And the, 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 this is the, the really threat that this Democrat, this new Democrat poses. They're going to destroy the goose that laid the golden egg. They're going to they're strangle the goose 
and then they expect that it will still continue to lay the golden egg. Well, it doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way in any um, nation where this has been tried. And, um, and it won't work again here. Oh, man. Let me, uh, let me talk about Patriot Mobile. This is one of these great companies that uh, has actually taken the opportunity provided by this, this great free enterprise society that we have here in the United States and built a company that uh, is designed to align themselves with your conservative values. When someone commits to stand with Patriot Mobile to support their values, this U.S.-based team takes that seriously at Patriot Mobile. You're not just another account number. You are a part of an important movement with real, live humans that share your values. Patriot Mobile is a unique cell phone company that donates a portion of each of your bills to causes fighting for our constitutional freedoms. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you'll be part of a movement that is a beacon of support for freedom, liberty, and limited government and traditional American values. Patriot Mobile provides reliable nationwide coverage you can keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one for them. from them. And for a limited time, you can get the Moto Z3. It's a fantastic cell phone. You should go online and see it. The Mobile Z3 Play for only $5 a month. You save $180 on this feature-rich phone while supplies last. With ultimate plans starting at $25 a month, you should switch today. Visit patriotmobile.com slash mojo50. That's patriotmobile.com slash mojo50 or call 877-367-7524. That's 877-367-7524. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash mojo50. Do it today. That's a great company that you should be spending your money with. So, uh, Stacey Abrams, you know, the uh, the shadow governor of Georgia who has uh, just up until just recently, and she will in this clip that I'm going to play for you, acknowledge the fact that she was not elected governor of Georgia. She realized she's been uh, becoming a national laughingstock for continuing to go around and claim that. She appeared at a UAW hall, United Auto Workers uh, Hall in the Atlanta area and talked about how uh, Democrats... And unions were one and the same that, um, that you know, unions are a, a Democrat constituency. I wanted to come and say thank you. I like to say this because, one, it's true, and two, it irritates a lot of people. But despite the outcome of, 2020, of 2018, despite not actually getting the job, I want you all to know we won in 2018. Elections aren't just about politicians. Elections are about people. And labor in Georgia stood up and stood strong and changed the face of Georgia. We tripled Latino turnout in the state. We tripled Asian Pacific Islander turnout. We increased youth participation rates by 139%. And when they said that all the African Americans who could vote in Georgia had already done so, 1.1 million Democrats voted in 2014. But on November 6, 2018, 1.1 million, sorry, 1.2 million black people voted for us. That's what we can do. 
You see what they do, the Democrats, when they get a hold of an organization, they turn it into an identity politics organization. The UAW is not there to pursue identity politics. They're there to pursue paycheck issues for their workers. And the fact of the matter is, when I was growing up in Atlanta, there were uh, four auto plants, Lakewood, Doraville, and um, Hapeville, and, and one other. There are now none because the Democrats, under Bill Clinton, passed NAFTA, and all of those jobs were sent down to Mexico. So she comes into this this basically inactive union hall left over from the UAW, and she immediately starts talking about uh, the Democrats are aligned with uh, union issues because of identity politics. This is what's destroying the labor movement in this country. Well, that's just great news that she's in uh, fact finally admitting that she's not the governor of Georgia and that she did not win the election. She's claiming that she increased the uh, union participation in the election in 2018 in Georgia. But there's every reason to believe that that was because uh, people, workers, who had long been turned off by the political process, turned out to vote for Donald Trump. The truth of the matter is the labor movement is making a historic mistake if they don't get behind this president and support his reelection. He's done more for workers by creating uh, jobs and creating such a tight labor market that after 30 years of establishment policies from both Democrats and Republicans, workers are finally, at long last, starting to see an increase in their paychecks. Stacey Abrams goes on in that clip to announce that she's not running for Senate. Of course she's not going to run for Senate because she knows she'd be beat again and she would turn into an also-ran. And she's got a gig with the Democrat Party now, beating the drum on fake voter suppression. The Democrats are bad for America in every possible way that you can imagine. They want to take your guns. They want to uh, take away your right to free speech. They want open borders, and they want these disastrous trade deals to go back into effect. Well, that's about it for today's show. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition of Right Now on Mojo 5.0. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.